Uh, hello, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Blades in the Dark. I'm your GM, Saturn. I use they-them pronouns. You can find me at Celestial Mecca on Twitter and Tumblr. And joining me, as always, is Fern. Hi, it is Fern. I play Ira Glasgow, who is the slide of the party, and my pronouns are he, him, and Ira's pronouns are they, them, and yeah, I'm at very Fern on Twitter. (laughs) Next is Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah she, her. I play Thalia, the Whisper. You can find me at Radio and Activity on Twitter, and I also co-host another podcast with my best friend called The Gorge. You should come check it out. Thank you. And since I can't decide, how about we be appropriate and both of you introduce yourselves at once, Levi and Owen? <laughs> what? Like, speaking <laughs> simultaneously? You're married now, yeah, so you have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, well, I'm I'm Owen, founder and director of Big Gay Nerds, and Levi's husband. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Levi, a uh, frequent contributor to the show, and Owen's spouse. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> We married. Yeah. <laughs> I was planning on doing this last uh, recording session, but scheduling didn't work out. Yeah. But so y'all probably already know about this, but if you didn't, hey. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We married. Keep scrolling. Our <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. characters are decidedly not, though. Um, <laughs> unless there was, unless things had turned out differently, and we had to pretend to be to get onto the train. <gasps> oh, that would have been good. That would have been so good. And then, we'll, and, then, and then while pretending to be, obviously, you discover the depths of your feelings for one another. Yes, of course. Yeah. Goes. Okay. Still you writers, yeah. we've yeah. got it. You can put yeah. together the fake marriage. <laughs> hey, you. My, well, my bachelor is <laughs> is Blondie the Cutter. Um. And he, like me, is he, him pronouns. Okay, so uh, I use they, them pronouns. Uh, Kristoff Skora goes by Flint. He uses he, him pronouns. Uh, he is Leech, and he is married to the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. <Incredible. laughs> so, uh, last time, uh, as our train ride continued to rumble along the rails, or perhaps started going off them, uh, we don't really know. Uh, it's the second day, and we're on our fourth tick of time, which means that it's just now hit about what we'd call the afternoon or early evening, and people are starting to, you know, as they did the first day, make their way towards uh, the dining cars and the lounge cars and just sort of Enjoy some some time cavorting, listening to music, drinking before they settle down for the night in a few hours. Uh, as for the rest of you, Flint's already been in the restaurant car, getting his uh, relax on, while uh, Blondie has been in the Gavin car, getting his relax on. Yeah. Ira was... Ira had, I, think I believe at this point, uh, given the card back to the guard after having checked out the bullpen, and I think... We don't... Don't, re- don't remember exactly what was happening the last turn, yeah. but... I think I was, fine. like, around E minor, D minor, somewhere in there. That sounds about correct. And Thalia mm. was in the concierge car, yeah. having uh, <laughs> used her ghostly magics to scope out the dead body. And found out that it is the body of Tima Slarala, 
who by all appearances and dun, dun, by, dun, all, dun. by everyone else's reports is still alive and well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and also the one who's investigating the murder, so... So, yeah, yeah, that person probably doesn't have any bias at all. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Unless Um, he's a ghost investing in his own death, just like murdered soul suspect. Very cool. Video game that a lot of people remember, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Game of the year 2014 or something? This is when the camera zooms out and it reveals that the the title of this campaign is actually Ghost Trick. (laughs) There's a dog. There's a dog. Oh god, I wish there was a dog. Oh man, Saturn, why didn't Uh, you give us a dog? Uh, you know... Good question. Next, I didn't think, next I, game. I, I, yeah, ne- next game there will be a dog, even if it's a mecha game, there will be a dog who's piloting a dog-shaped mech, just like G-Gun. <laughs> no, shut oh up. That's awesome. gosh, yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, so of the four of you, who wants to go first? I This time I don't have a plan, so someone else can. Oh. Uh, I have too many plans, and I don't know where to start. Um, uh, what I will remind you, depending on how you want to mm-hmm. uh, finesse this, and may also be a thing that you can make means you want to save it for the bottom of the round, depending, mm-hmm. is you currently have nine stress <laughs> of your allowable ten. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite a lot. Um, I think... Oh, there's really only one way to, one thing to do, because I don't have any stress to work with to make good progress. Um, well, first and foremost, I think Thalia is going to go back to the suite, um, to at least tell Blondie what's going on vis-a-vis, uh, Timus Lorala not being who he says he is. Um, and so, you know, she makes her way back and throws open the door and Mm -hmm. it's like, what are you doing? I've... I'm, I was taking a nap. Well, at least somebody's here. So, I feel like I keep getting into things. Which, I mean, is the point of us being here, but, you know. Um, anyways, the dead man is Timus Lorala. Oh, well, that's, mm. that's interesting. He's a postmaster, right? Yes, and he was, I believe, the one investigating uh, the burned corpse, so... Huh. We should probably have a conversation with him. Um, yes. Oh, that sounds... That does sound like a good idea. Although maybe I, with all of us around. Yeah, I was going to say I, <laughs> at the very least, would want to be on hand for that, just mm-hmm. in case he pulls something. It could be Adelaide. It could be one of those Imperial hitmen. Um, yeah. Definitely. <sighs> either way... We need to at least plan this confrontation wisely and not just go yes. in swinging. And she kind of gives Blondie like this very like, um, like eyebrows raised look. He just shrugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, if possible, you might want to bring him here because I, I think that they might be on the lookout for my face. I can oh. I can get a change of clothes or something here, actually, now as I think about it. Mm, you might um, have to. Yeah. Uh, so as he's doing that, he's, go- he's going to... I don't think that there are a ton of clothes available to Blondie here, but presumably they brought, like, changes, despite okay. the fact that he's large. 
I, um, I yeah, think you have access I mean, to some kind of disguise, don't you? Maybe he. Can, that's a good point. I could always mark some. I could always like mark something for it and maybe mm-hmm. i stole like a nice hat while i was pilfering <laughs> earlier <laughs> yeah I, uh I, and your possessions are are the normal pair of clothes not the ones that you're wearing right now they're slightly ill-fitting fancy clothes mm-hmm. just like your normal workaday clothes a fancy hat that you also stole <laughs> and a straight razor okay um huh you know, That's what you got to work with. I, <laughs> Ira might have like a cloak or something that is gotcha. maybe one size fits all, but it'll look more like a like a capelet. I'm gonna look like Radigan if I wear that. Um. <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, excuse me, that might be good. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna just. <laughs> I'm gonna. Pi- I'm just gonna write down on my sheet. I'm pivoting to a uh, something specifically for the gay furry audience. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, okay. save it for masks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we are get, just getting increasingly unsubtle about that. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. So, but yeah, so I'll, I will have that in mind. But I think I still need to seed my turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so who's doing? So who's doing what? I have an idea. Go for um, it. So what do you want to uh, do, Ira? Uh, Ira wants to. Uh, Ira still unaware of the thing that happened, um, and also unaware of the panic that I was going through last session, thinking that it would be dull because uh, in this uh, grim, dark-ish uh, uh, setting, my 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 boyfriend smokes cigarettes also. Um, <laughs> As if that's, like, a unique trait. Anyways, uh, but Ira, I think, is going to, since uh, they're passing through Gold Coach, uh, they might just, like, hang out with Miss uh, Magni, Captain Magni, uh, for a second, and possibly see if uh, if she's down to, like, also investigate with them, kind Ooh. of. I think okay. I will say in the situation, um, I don't think Magna got. Um, I don't think she got a lot of description the last time, but she does have a very ah. good character portrait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me. Uh, so as you sit down next to her, uh, so she's uh, a Aru- she's a Aruvian. Uh, she's got. Uh, she's a uh, sort of shorter, uh, kind of uh, sinewy, athletic, uh, dark-skinned lady with these huge lightning-shaped scars going all like across her face and uh, some very. Uh, uh, thick, uh, like braids that are kind of tied up in a bun at the top, but then almost fray out into this kind of mop at the ends a bit. And she is this sort of very, uh, charming lady. And, uh, I forget, how'd you introduce herself to, to, how'd you introduce yourself to her last time? Did you just actually call yourself Ira? Yeah, 100%. Presumably? I'm, I'm rude now. I, <laughs> I don't use fake names. All right. And, uh, so you, you, you come and say hi, and she's just uh, sitting, reading something uh, at her gold coach, a uh, little breakfast nook kind of seating thing. And she's like, oh, Ira, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. Um, uh, lots of things going on. What do you know about the observation deck? I'm going to just <laughs> jump straight into it and sit down like I belong straight there. In. <laughs> um, she, like, get her, her, her brows knit a bit like she's thinking about it. And she's like, well... I know it's a deck where people go to observe things, and that we shouldn't be up there right now, is about all I know about it, personally. So, do you only hunt leviathans? Yeah. 
It's okay. the job. <laughs> well, what if I told you that there was a murder? Well, I think you should probably tell the postmaster about it, right? They That's know. his kind of his whole thing. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's your sense of adventure, Miss Magni? Oh, I'm plenty. I'm plenty adventurous, and don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, it, it's a pretty. Sounds like a pretty serious thing. Just you know, I, I play to my strengths. Mm. <laughs> Look, if, if you told if you told me that there was a big boat, come like pulling up alongside, and that we were gonna get boarded by pirates or something, you need me someone to get that boat out of there. Uh, I can certainly the hell steer a boat and maybe dredge up some some leviathans with it. Uh, not gonna pretend like I'm uh, much of a detective, really. Not my not my strength. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Part of me is like, well, but I don't want to just. <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, well, never mind, and like dip. You gotta. What do if something. um this? Like... Oh, let me let's say, let me say this. So obviously, uh, there's going to be a role here of some kind. Mm-hmm. The question is, how much information are you giving her, and what is your pitch? My pitch was going to be like, isn't it boring? <laughs> Well, we're just just sitting around here I, doing nothing. Why don't I we... think you? Well, here's I think you can make that your pitch if you want it to be. Yeah, a pitch. <laughs> I think that that's the, that's the thing is like, hey, this is something to do. We might be able to help out, and also, um, like, I don't know that the postmaster is compromised because Ira would one hundred percent tell her. <laughs> but Ira doesn't know that. I'll say as much as since we've uh, gone, like, unless, like, Thalia just wants to say, like, hey, you tracked down uh, everyone and told them or whatever, like, mm-hmm. retcons, uh, you would have at least gotten probably, like, the brain, like, you would have, like, had the thought of, like, just Timus's face without context at some point, mm-hmm. like, around mm-hmm. when Thalia was doing things. And you would have, like, mm-hmm. probably been able to tell it was something that came through. Like, it's not something you thought of. It's a thought Maybe that was I could say that there's a mystery of By it. your connection. Basically. That's about what kind you have. of like, there. Uh, and, like, if, if you were yeah, to. Yeah, that's about like, what if, I if, have. If you think like Ira there's... is canny enough to reason that that means. I don't think Ira's. I don't think Ira has enough intuition to know just by the flash of Timus's face that it. that. Timus is the guy that's dead. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Ira would have intuited that. Uh, Might have been like, huh, like suspicion or something like that. Maybe Timus is suspicious, is like as far as Ira would get towards that. Okay. Um, uh, and Ira already felt like Timus was suspicious, so probably that's what they... What are you, they... what, what you going to chime in with, uh, Owen? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, maybe if uh, you're not in a position to give her, like, directions, maybe you could still get some kind of role to be like, hey, things might go down here, but rest assured, you you want to be on our side because we're both cool adventure people. Yeah, that's definitely part of it, of just, like, being, like... I'm going to look into this no matter what's happening. Um, and there's something going on and just be prepared. Like at the least, that's what I'd like to do at the most. What I'd like that, uh, like to do is, uh, have, uh, Captain Mag- Magni kind of, um, 
almost not really join us, but definitely be also on the lookout for uh, Adelaide or something. But I can't like say Adelaide. Hmm. As I say, just <laughs> tell me what tell me what you're asking her to do, just in concrete terms. Okay, I want her to come up to the loft with me to get the information that Temis is the dead person and therefore I can then be like Temis was up there and then like we do have a hostage yeah that's true <laughs> that's okay we'll keep him quiet he's in a box it'll he's be, quiet don't worry. he's under the bed it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so you want her so you want her to come up to the uh, to the suite with you, and uh, so you can ask your uh, fellows about what's up with the with the intention of there is a mystery, and we're going to try to figure out what's going on. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, give me. It's probably sway. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's probably sway. Um, We're gonna go ahead and call this risky standard. Okay, cool. Do do do. Risky. Standard. No bonus. Ooh, there is a six in there. Hey! Okay. Okay. Nice. Yes! <laughs> so, uh, she's kind of listens to you, and after a while she's like, oh, what the hell, you're right. Let me stir up these bones. And then she, like, gets up and's like, come on, what are you waiting for? Let's go. Yeah, uh, okay, cool. So, you both head up. Mm-hmm. Uh, head to the, uh, room. Do you just go in? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I brought a friend! <laughs> Oh, oh. Blondie is like in the middle of like changing clothes and he like jumps a little bit. He's not like indecent, but he's still awkward. <laughs> and I immediately start fixing Blondie's clothes. Uh, <laughs> um, so wow, a lot of you jammed in here, huh? <laughs> so, so what do you have to tell us, Miss Shade? Uh, before you talk, uh, Thalia, you can definitely hear. Uh, Eckerd is like trying to make some noise slash maybe call for help, but he is too muffled by a thing. And even though you can hear him, uh, Lucy very clearly doesn't actually notice. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've stumbled into some like Coen Brothers energy. It really extremely. is extremely. Uh, Thalia does kick her heel against the against the the bag that uh, is presumably right behind her um, as hard as she can, and then turns to Lucy and is just like, uh, well, I see you've decided to bring more people aboard. Um, there's a mystery afoot. As many people as possible. Uh, there's power in numbers, Miss Shade. Now, I think you uh, have an she, update. Uh, say Lucy kind of just gives Thalia a wave like, Captain Lucy Magni, at your service. Um, Thalia Kinclaith, it's Nice to meet you. That's my husband. He's taking a nap. Don't mind him. Um, she looks at your husband, who has like <laughs> like i has like an IV bag or whatever else, and she's like just sort of like very. She doesn't even make a like seem to acknowledge it really. So much like her facial expression does not change at all. Mm. It's like oh, King Clave. I've heard of y'all. Good to meet you. We're taking an extended vacation. Um, I suppose. Uh, Ira has decided to bring you on board with this, and Ira is I'm a good a judge, judge of, of character. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Definitely a judge of character, so 
Um, as I was just telling my friend here, Teamless Lorala is the dead man on the observation deck. Iris and kind her, of stops. Her, I say her eyes uh, widen a bit and she's like, but he was... Huh. He... If you... A bit of a he secret. He was the person you, that told know me. That? Um, well, I had a, a brief encounter with his ghost, let's say. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> also, she she has that same regionalism also, apparently. Don't worry Don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. It's uh, fine. <laughs> I am at this point just going to say Jesus is some sort of Duskval slang for something. <laughs> <laughs> I use it too much. It's fine. Uh, anyway, it's like, okay. Um, huh. So. Normally, Timus is who you'd go to for this kind of thing, so... Hmm. Does Natalie know? Um, no, I haven't told Natalie yet. I probably should inform her, but I was in a bit of a rush. Understood, uh, and understandably. Let me just phone her right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be, just gonna use my little, <laughs> the phone that we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your what? We the have phone a, that the, we have. We the, have a the, phone. We have established the the room has a has a fucking hotel phone. Oh, in it, basically, okay. but like a sh- like a shitty old fashioned phone. No, Ira just uh, has a cell phone. I forgot yeah, like, has a crank on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I had forgotten that detail entirely. Ira has an iPhone six. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Where, where'd they get it from? Don't ask. I, same, I think, same place where people pick up the colloquialism Jesus, apparently. I, I am going... The same place where people in the setting pick up a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> I, I am going to, uh, to, to quietly and quickly just uh, use that phone and inform Miss Natalie of what's happened. Miss Braun of what's uh, happened. You, you start to... Uh, I presume uh, she picks up, mm-hmm. and you start to uh, say something, and she's like, "Oh, you need help at 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 the room. I'll be right there." And oh. then hangs up the phone. Oh boy, she's really, on her uh, way. Start talking. <laughs> she's on her way. Everyone. <laughs> so when's Flint come over. back? <laughs> I guess we'll. Pl- I guess we can also page Flint about. I say, this too. The, Flint, are you planning on going back to the room? Yeah, after you know, just a, um, like a smoke break. That that can happen if, if that's part of the thing you're planning to do. Actually. Yeah, that definitely. Happen, this like is, now. I'm liking the crowded in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I'm going to say I just realized what my move is. Um, oh boy. Uh-huh. Uh I am going to use the changing clothes as. A ludonarrative excuse to use the reload uh, oh, yeah. cool. function, which is where I. So yeah, while well, while the conversation here is happening, you're just like very uh, inconspicuously like trying on clothes, quote unquote. But what that <laughs> yeah. means is you're like putting stuff away and yeah. filling a fucking undershirt belt with new tools and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. And all other shit. <laughs> so I'm putting away. There has been much, but you know, just in case, I'm putting away the tinkering tools and the loot that I got from pilfering. And um, I have a question. Um, Now, going above light load is going to make me more conspicuous. Would that stack with my current levels of uh, being suspicious, or would it uh, be redundant? Uh, Good question. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I've already got the various bonuses and stuff. I'm going to stick with light. Um, 
Okay, yeah, thank, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's that's my action for this turn, then. I was gonna, I was gonna say, truth be told, I think we'll find out if it becomes a problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, uh, so you're doing that. Um, this conversation's still happening. Flint appears. Oh god, we're running out of space in this car. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I rattle up. Ira hops on the other bed and just gently pats next to it for whoever to sit next to them so that there's yeah. less room oh, taken uh, up. Flint sees Captain Magni and goes, Hello, I am Michael. <laughs> it is nice to meet you. Oh, oh, oh no, she's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and before before you can correct yourself, she's like, Hello, Michael, I'm Captain Lucy Magni at your service. <laughs> Oh, no, it's okay. I'm Flint. <laughs> Ira says you're cool. <laughs> she she doesn't really... She very visibly doesn't really know how to respond to that. It's like, Michael Flint, good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> okay. So what's up? Um, I guess I guess presumably Natalie also shows up within... <laughs> yeah, very, short, very shortly. She's like, I'm here to... Okay, there's a lot of you. It's a party. I mean, These this is technically expensive. allowed, but uh, there's already a lot of he- you in here to begin with. Uh, um, I guess I've already told this story twice, but I can tell it a third time. Um, the dead man is Team Slorala, so I don't know who's running around investigating this murder, but it is almost certainly not Team Slorala because I had an interaction with Team Slorala's ghost. Are we all on the same page now? Yes, yes, it's bad. It's extremely I bad. Am, I am very glad I shut down that phone before I came here because you, uh, yeah. Do other people listen in on those phones? Security can. Oh, ah. oh I, good I'm, to know. I'm sorry, I took the reckless trauma. I don't know things. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, hmm. I think he was on the, on the was at the scene of the crime earlier, but I think at this point he'd actually already gone back to the postal car. Hmm. The postal car. Very Got far it. back. Is... Yeah. Hmm. How we would you, like to so have a the, conversation with Demas. So the postal car... I think you're going to have to wait till he comes out of the postal car. Yeah, I it can't has, help you with that. It has like, the, we, they, we can't even go there. It has, it's imperial clearance. It has the Ooh. turret. The, 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 the shooty thing. Yeah, I've heard there's something like that in there. Hmm. Hmm. All right, then. And, and and Lucy's just like, she's sort of like, yeah, I got nothing. And she sort of waves her fucking, like, standard boarding pass that they don't even think has a security clearance on it. <laughs> like, it's just like a plain, it's like a plain punch card, basically. So. Okay. Um, I guess we could either go up and confront him, but again, that would require getting clearance that we don't have, or wait for him to come out. Um, Natalie, can... go what ahead. Were you say? I was going to say, can railbows get into the postal car? Can what? Railbows. Um, Natalie thinks about this for a second, and she's like, I mean, they have the imperial clearance so probably i don't really know how the hmm. i mean probably flit come look at this etching for me (laughs) 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 oh okay maybe that'll be my move for this thing maybe like a tinker 
Hey, if you want to. That makes sense. Uh, okay. I was going to say, the, the complication you're going to have, actually, is that you have the pattern, but, like, it is, like, kind of an electroplasmic thing. So the problem is less that you specifically need to, like, copy the pattern, and more that you need to find something that you could actually put the pattern onto that would let it function yeah. in this way. Need the, need the card to punch. Yeah. Mm, okay. Mm. Would... Would, and you could probably make an alternative of some kind, but it's not just going to be like a piece of paper with holes. Would my stand? You know I mean? Would my standard boarding pass that I had to get the, this loft thing possibly be modifiable? I'm uh, not loft. Uh, I think suite. it's going to depend on. I say I think it's going to depend on on the uh, success of the roll. All right, <laughs> I will also sacrifice my sweet uh, key card for right. for that in case. Okay, and so uh, Flint starts doing this, and Magnus is like. I don't really know about any about all this, so what I'm gonna do is walk around, see if I can find him, mm-hmm. and if he is already back there, uh, I'm just gonna keep an eye out and try and do. I, I, yeah, thank you. My crew always used to recommend me read those detective pulps, and I, <laughs> I can't be bothered. But I don't, I don't really know how to do this whole thing y'all are doing. But uh, do- yeah. Can we get the Azure Rose to give her a petal? That, I would, you know what, despite everything else we are waving this person in on, I think the Demon Stone might be a step too far. The okay, Demon Stone valid. might be a step too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Never mind. <laughs> Just I, think, I think the best thing is um, we recommend that Natalie and Lucy just come find one of us if they see Timus outside of um, the post car. Mm-hmm. Really, really, like, come find us or at least, like, stay around him so that they know where he is. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Natalie, Natalie sort of, like, nod her head, like, I'm going to go back to my post, but if I hear anything or see anything, I will be sure to let y'all know. Mm-hmm. And she uh, departs. And then uh, Lucy's like, yeah, that's about, that's about some of it. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I don't know. He might need, he might come get a drink at some point. Maybe I'll, I'll hang out in the in the lounge for now. Sounds excellent. Thank you. Figure anything out. Thank you, Miss Magnai. Yeah. Anything for you, pal. You're good. <laughs> Thank and you. And she like she like does two finger guns at you and does the wink <laughs> smile and then uh, promptly leaves. <laughs> oh no! I'm catching feelings. <laughs> yeah, Flint just looks around and is like y'all have been making a lot of friends. Yeah, that's I must Iris be thing. spending my time wrong. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, we've got others to take care of first, but Ira, we got someone in this box under here. And, uh, oh, that's right. You should have oh, a talk with him. You're, you'd you like me to... to... <laughs> yeah. That's, that seems to be your skill. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so I think... Okay, so we've established Blondie is is doing the reload. Flint is going to do a tinker roll. Yeah, I'll go ahead and Let's do, go ahead and resolve your tinker roll yeah. real quick, and we'll get to the what happens? I think because so, I think that I think we're going to have a very busy uh, tick of time in this train car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the uh, position on that? Uh, we're going to go ahead and call this controlled standard. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Hmm. Wonder if I should spend some stress. I just freed one up. Um. I'll see how it goes. 
I can help set you up if I need to. Oh, oh, oh double sixes. Oh, oh my god. Success. Oh my god. Snake so. bodies. <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, so what happens here? Okay, first thing. I need to go back to the clocks thing so he's forgetting to do clocks. So the first thing that happens here is you're able to transcribe these holes into this uh, boarding pass punch card. And uh, Ira, you would have remembered how uh, the... Uh, Imperial clearance cards, they're actually like bright red, whereas this normal boarding pass is like kind of like a silvery off-white. Mm-hmm. And you see like as, like like while Flint's doing this, it takes some time obviously, but like as Flint f- finishes like getting these holes punched, the key turns red. Whoa! <laughs> Neat! Good and job! And so you know immediately <laughs> that it worked. So what this is going to do is you had troop key at two of six. Obviously, this is now six of six. Mm-hmm. And you now have, uh, I'm going to call this Imperial Clearance. And it's going to be one of them because you have one that is that. Cool. Right. So you can ostensibly theoretically get additional ones. But for the time being, you have one. Kick ass. That means we can basically right. legally get anywhere on the train now. And yeah, so what I was going to also say is that I'm going to go ahead and also finish the train recon clock, which mm. was at five of six, and now is at six of six. Mm. And we're going to say that the sun shard located thing is now at three of six. Cool. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So th- there's your critical success. You did a bunch of shit. You have a pass that works, and you're one step closer to, to achieving one of your goals. Cool. Excellent. Radical. I, so that's happening. I think that Thalia is the only one with like a action left unless you want to Ira still hasn't uh oh oh yeah that's right Ira's Ira did this thing and we had this whole conversation Mm -hmm. I think that (laughs) probably that that probably counts so Thalia what are you doing um let me see gosh I've been so wrapped up in all this other stuff I hadn't even really thought about what (laughs) I'm doing you could really use a little stress relief uh no I don't I I know what I'm gonna do to relieve my stress (laughs) but I'm just gonna hang on to that probably Uh. until after we get done interrogating this guy, uh, shoot, let me see. I I was going, planning on having you guys leave because he's already uh, yeah, he already hates out. us. Yeah, he's yeah. already freaked out, and Ira needs to be an unfamiliar, charming face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I am also just going to take this opportunity to unload. Um, to because I've got uh, oh to reload yeah to reload. Makes sense. Cool. So I'm going to drop yeah, off okay. the documents and drop off the spirit vials. That'll I be say, an well, easy thing. Well, Blondie's doing his whole routine of very <laughs> methodically getting changed, quote-unquote. You just kind of elbow by and also start <laughs> fiddling with your gear. Dropping things off in bags and, you know. Um, and Irish shoes everybody out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our fourth tick of time done. So we're now on the fifth. Yay. Uh, as is, uh, things are pretty much as they were. Uh, you can probably hear that the uh, the lounge car and the restaurant car are pretty noisy. But aside from that, there hasn't been any other developments. So, who's doing what? Uh, um, Do you want to let Ira talk to the dude first and foremost? That sounds yeah, like that, a good place to start. Okay, yeah. then I will have everyone leave the suite. <laughs> Except, of course... Uh, incapacitated sir here. Uh-huh. So I, so Iris thing is going to take the full block of time probably mm-hmm. because that's just how the action things have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the rest of y'all going to do while you're waiting? Okay. Um, let's see. So we've, so we've got the sunstone. Sh- what, what are the places we have ruled out? Okay, where could the sunstone, where could the sunstone be? 
So the Sun Shard, uh, right, as sure. far as ruling out, I think what you know is that it's probably not in either of the coaches because they keep all their things in baggage right. and like it's a big enough object that you'd be able to tell if someone had like a conspicuously large wrapped up thing or whatever mm -hmm. and you just you know no one has that as far as you've seen so it's probably not in either of the, the normal passenger cars um you figure it's reasonably uh probably not in the you could reason it's probably not in either of the the key cars mm. because you mm. don't think like you you could reasonably assume that that uh if Adelaide is in some sort of disguise that unless she has disguised herself as part of the crew she probably wouldn't actually have ever a reason to go up there right um you figure let me think. So you have those. We searched. Uh, we searched baggage, I, and we didn't have any. You luck. did search baggage. You didn't see it, but also there's a lot of things in baggage. Right. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know if you guys um, can get into lofts, but I will let you know that the top row we've already uh, figured out is not Titus or that. There's uh, there's Roy and uh, uh, Kirst. Oh, Roy and Kirst are the outsides, and the middle is if I can. I can't remember, but also the middle. I think the, I think the middle is just some guy, yeah, who's like kind of a noble. And then, and then also you can assume that uh, Lena isn't one of those yeah. because mm -hmm. uh, she got kicked out of Palazzo for reasons that you now know. Uh, and I have a feeling um, that that's where Timus might be because I don't think he's with the rest of that. And also Agatha is in the bottom row, uh, middle. Yeah, was. Uh, where Agatha is. So there's only two lofts that we haven't explored yet. And Thalia didn't see it in Palazzo, mm -hmm. and it's not like she got a chance to look too deep, but she didn't see it there. <laughs> right. And Ira didn't see it in the bullpen, and you don't think there's really a good place to stow something like that in the bullpen either. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. The lockers aren't the lockers aren't especially big. Also, and that the rail bulls do not know about it, or the troops don't. They 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 do not yeah, know so about it. So reasonably, you could say it it could be in baggage, it could be in postal, uh, it could be in workshop, but you like it would be pretty easy to find out regardless. Gotcha. Uh, could be hidden in embarkment, maybe, but probably like you think it's a pretty low probability because yeah. there's really only one place to put it, which is in the little stow it in the gift shop somewhere. Yeah, that's a b real um, gamble. Right. You know it. It could theoretically be in one of the loft rooms. Yeah. Uh, you could theoretically be in one of the suites, but you haven't. You don't have any leads there. Um, and then it's probably not in either the key cars, A cars, or B cars. So it's really just like those five places that you think it reasonably could be. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, in my current situation, I'm not necessarily feeling up to snoop around there. Um... I think... Hmm. As a reminder, also, you have uh, workshop clearance, you have baggage clearance, and you have one Imperial clearance keycard that you can use to get around. Okay. Though, obviously, uh, none of you look like people who should have one, <laughs> so that might be something that you need to deal with, also. Yes. Um, bah, 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 bah. I think that... Oh, man. There's... <laughs> There's some stuff that I would have done if I had not 
previously been seen <laughs> doing incredibly shifty stuff in baggage is the thing. Yeah. Um, How have you disguised yourself, by the way? Or um, changed your clothes definitely, now that you've like, done so? Use, like I said, using some kind of like cape that Ira would have. Um, uh, using, like, I'm thinking like a top hat, and then like <laughs> just a different like a different set of underclothes than you'd have before. Like now, a- I do accept like slacks and a dress shirt, something like that. Yeah, I might um, have given him a pair of glasses. <laughs> well, okay then. Um, you look like a very uh, refined and muscular magician. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, not the cool kind, the the stage kind. Yeah. Um, you- Right now, right now, Blondie is like channeling what that one uh, dude on the cover of fucking uh, the Solstice game, the fucking <laughs> yeah. yelling okay. muscle wizard, yeah. would look like if he was a younger man. So I've, okay, I've got a plan, and uh, Saturn, I know that you uh, do not have enough NPCs to manage right now, so I'm going to give you another one. Oh my god, um, sounds good. Which is, um, we haven't been talking a lot with Red Jackie as of late, right? Um. And I'm willing to... You know, she's been she's been kind of uh, similar to what you can expect is going to happen with Lucy. Uh, she's just kind of been like, yeah, I'll uh, do whatever. And then hasn't, with sort of lack of direction, has just sort of taken to chilling out in the lounge. Right. Okay, so I'm going to go up to the lounge. I'm going to brief her on the situation. And I realized one of the tags on command, which is the only resolve thing I have a dot in, is... Um, lead an action with one of the crew's gangs. And so what uh-huh. I'm going to do is I am going to, like, coordinate with her so that she can go on, like, a patrol route so that if things pop off, she will, like, know what's going on and be able to intercept. Sure. Uh, let's call mm-hmm. this uh, controlled standard, I guess. Okay. Since you're going to use, since you already volunteered to use command. Okay. Controlled standard. I'm not going to spend any stress on this. Fingers crossed. Five. Okay. Five. Okay. So uh, you go over situation with her. She is understanding as much as she can be with uh, the whole uh, glut of table turning information happening. Mm-hmm. And you kind of uh, go over with her like a the sort of patrol thing you want her to do, and she uh, agrees to it and uh, sets off to go do it. And what I'll say is that the success and consequence of this is something that will come up uh, when her patrol route is invoked, cool. so to speak. Cool. So that those will be purchased. Those are that is a paid forward uh, consequence and success on that. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. cool. That's that's me. So yeah, you spend time. You spend your time doing that. Uh, Flint and uh, Thalia, what are you up to? Flint, do you know what you're doing? Not yet. Do you have something? Yeah, I need to. Um, I really need to do something about the stress, and I need, so I need to ch- to charge the cage, um, but I would like a, a more private place to charge the cage. <laughs> um. Uh, well, the suite was the most yeah. private place, and right now it's <laughs> occupied. So, and I guess the observation deck is still off limits. Um, it's probably on limits now, but it is not a private place. Right. <laughs> like, there's not tons of people there, but there are people there. Okay. Um. Then in that case, we'll wait until Ira gets done. Well, while y'all are figuring out what you want to do, how about we uh, have Ira's uh, yeah. uh, interrogation thing happen? Yeah. While y'all trying to think about how you want to spend Sorry. Time. All right. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. 
It's fine. I just, want to, I, I, I just don't. I know we don't necessarily want to have a bunch of uh, dead time to right, out. Yeah. So I figure we can just go mm-hmm. go deal with Ira while y'all think about it. All mm-hmm. right. So, um, uh, so Ira, you are alone in a room with an unconscious man and then a man who is uh, rustling around in a briefcase. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the briefcase out and uh, un- unzip it and go. Oh my god, they're such brutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he, he his, his wiry Waluigi-esque frame uh, <laughs> just kind of sprawls out, and he's yeah. like, coughing and hacking. Yeah, I'm gonna. She, there's a good man. Uh, pull him up by the arm so that to help him get up, make sure that he's steady and everything. Now get your hands off me. <clears throat> Understood. Uh, <laughs> holds hands up, and it's like that's that's fine. You want water or anything? I'm. I want to go. Obviously, I'm gonna go unless you try and stop me. Uh, mm, t- that's not <laughs> here <laughs> to just give him a glass of water. <laughs> he like he like eyes the door and eyes you and then eyes a glass of water and just after like a moment just sort of takes the glass of water. Yeah. What? Hey, sorry about all of that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm normally opposed to hostages, but in a suitcase, God, I can't believe. I'm so sorry. Uh, I guess what I want to ask here is while we're going through this conversation is, so what are you going to try grilling him about? Okay, we're, we're just going to figure out what he's doing on the train, one. Um, and, like, why he uh, is, if there was a body in this bag... Um, oh, and okay. uh, like that, the that's gonna be like my aim. But I definitely like in the IRA way, I'm going to divert the conversation to like slowly go around to that. Okay. Okay. Also, um, also, does he know Adelaide? <laughs> if she's on the also, train. does he know Adelaide? <laughs> that that's a big one. Like, like. Okay. Yeah. So what he's doing? If he had a body in the case, does he know Adelaide? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you are going to give me, uh, it's definitely going to be one of the resolve moves. Uh, I think this is going to be sway because of the approach you're taking specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying to, you know, butter him up basically mm-hmm. into talking to you. And like, things. I am sitting next to the door. Um, and just by the way that I'm acting, I'm acting like, Hey, if you try to leave, like blondie or somebody's out there so don't don't <laughs> i was gonna say i think we actually get a camera shot to the outside of the door and like jackie is just at this point like kind of leaning up against it yeah oh that's like, good this is she has uh she's come here but then like noticed like heard that you were doing something i put a and sock on the door wait <laughs> yeah so decided to uh so she's just like waiting while you take care of whatever yeah. you're taking care of so uh yeah this is gonna be a sway I think this is going to be. I'm going to go ahead and call this desperate great because I think if this mm-hmm. goes well, it could go very well, and if it goes bad, it could go very bad. Oh, fun thing <clears throat> that I might add that Iris says before I mess it up with my role or whatever is like, listen, man, I'm missing a date because of this, so we're both in a bad place right <laughs> now. <laughs> Cry me a freaking river. Uh, so what is you said controlled desperate? No, no, this is going to be desperate. Great. Desperate, great, got it. And it's going to be a sway. Mm-hmm. 
There's a six in there. There is a success in there. Nice. Radical. <laughs> so, um, you are talking to him for a while, and he's, like, very clearly on edge, but he just kind of softens up, uh, which you can tell uh, because of your experience with reading mm-hmm. people, is because he really just wants to be out of the situation yeah. that he's in. Uh, with y'all specifically, <laughs> yes. like, like for him, if it gets you to to stop having him be in a suitcase and to not bother him anymore, he will. He is at this point uh, ready to just go with whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, as for why, so I, I'm not going to go over the whole RP of the scene just because there's a lot of stuff to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as far as why he's on the on the train, uh, he explains to you. That he needed to get out of Duskfall because uh, he has a lot of heat with <laughs> the blue coats, and he don't he he can't abide by that anymore. He takes his business somewhere where people don't know him yet. Um, <laughs> but getting a trip on this train specifically is really expensive, and what ended up happening is that he was actually able to make an arrangement with a, a smuggling group operating in Duskfall who were who basically had the uh, the pitch for him. That he was going to go get on the train. They're going to give him a ticket to. He was going to go on. He's going to pack a suitcase with his thing. And then he was going to bring a separate identical suitcase that was empty. The identical suitcase, or rather, the suitcase with his things, they actually uh, packaged up like a posted, like a package. And it's on the, it is ostensibly in the, or was in the postal car. The one he brought with him was empty. However, and he doesn't know much past that. He doesn't know Adelaide. He just knows that he was expected to do this for a client. Um, but what you know from, you know, having uh, in, heard about, from what Blondie would have told you about his securing him, is that the suitcase that he stuffed it in was loaded with stuff. And you also know that Eckerd is not lying to you about what about any of this. So at some point, his empty suitcase got switched for his real suitcase. So we need to get into postal. Okay. Um, I think at the end of this, like, I'm going to, uh, be like, hey, are we good for now? At least for, until this train is over, uh, uh, this train trip is over. Look, you're never going to see me again, and I prefer it that way. Okay, absolutely. So I'm just going to go through my things and hand him, like, a bottle of deodorizing spray. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) for the... for the road and then I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door myself and be like hey Jackie and like <laughs> let him go through he uh so the camera we see him kind of like intrepidously like walk through a door and I as Jackie who kind of sneers at him and he like walks past and as he's walking out of the car he like opens the the can of the deodorant spray or whatever and smells it and then just makes this wincing face and tosses it <laughs> into like a nearby potted plant <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> uh. all right so folly and flint okay um this is all still happening while you're doing whatever it is right doing, yeah so the thing yeah. isn't free quite right yet. yeah um so i think what thalia is going to do is go hang out in the lounge and not decompress because that would just be useless because um, it's only one it's only one point of stress. Um, so instead, she's going to try to, um, I guess, like mingle and and get more familiar with the people who are in the lounge right now. 
Um, sure. Um, as far as people who you like recognize, uh, Ricky's still here, uh, obviously, uh, but probably doesn't have a lot to say. Right. Uh, Cursed is playing music currently. Uh, Roy is having a drink, and that's really the sum of who's here that you. We recognize. haven't talked to Roy yet. Can you get a vibe check on Roy? <laughs> uh, I was. I was thinking a sort of similar route. Is there any... Can I contribute? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, look um, up the, so yeah, you're also here. coming to the to the bar. Both of you are going to the, to the bar, basically, or the lounge, or... So, ostensibly, either the bar or the gambling tables, or just milling about, whatever. Call the gambling. Um, so, I think the... <laughs> yeah, there's gambling here. Depending on how, what y'all want to do and how y'all want to split it, there is a uh, setup... A move, which is that you supplement their action instead of rolling your own. Okay. Uh, whatever the action is, uh, you can either reduce their risk, increase their effectiveness, or they get an num- uh, extra dice where the extra dice is equivalent to your skill rating, um, with the caveat of if they are exposed to consequences, you're also exposed to consequences. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so one of you can presumably do that, but it depends what it is y'all, like, how it is y'all are going to do this. I think what I want to try, because you don't have any pips in consort, do you? No, so I can't add, but I can increase the, uh, I can reduce the risk or increase the effectiveness. Because that's what I was thinking is to use consort because um, I think we've mentioned that Thalia and Arden both know the Savarosk. Is that how you say that? Shavargosk. Shavargosk uh, family, <laughs> even though we didn't know who the leader of the Capillariat was. Um, so I think yeah. she's actually going to go chat up Roy. Uh, and this time take the wedding ring off, just in case. Slip it in the pocket. slip it in the pocket and uh, bring a spare drink. Because uh, I assume yeah. Roy is sitting by himself, right? Yeah, he's sitting by himself. Okay. And so the two of you go to sit by him, and he's like, Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet I'm Roy. Thalia Kincliffe, and she offers a hand. Oh, Kincliffe. And he uh, shakes her hand like, I, I can't say I've had the pleasure of meeting you himself, but I'm more than familiar. I'm r- familiar with your family as well. Um, what brings you all the way out to Tykeros? Oh, well, the old man, finally. Well, you know, our Albert, he, you know, and... Mm. But he, uh decided part of his uh, very fun and totally reasonable will is that uh, instead of actually leaving our holdings to, you know, one specific person in the family, he was going to divide it up between everyone. And so now I have to go move to Tykeros so I can take over operations in Grand Tykeria. <laughs> and uh, this isn't... I have to stay in a haunted house if I want to get the, the part of the will. <laughs> Yeah, he probably actually would have mentioned something about the, about how the, the house, that the, the family estate that's over in Grand Tykeria has a lot of sordid uh, histories behind it. So he, he's very much just sort of gives you the impression of like, this isn't really how I expected to be spending uh, the latter half of my 20s. But And then he just sort of shrugs and has a drink of whatever it is he's drinking. Yeah, so uh, Flint nods and goes, my condolences, young man. <laughs> I love Flint's fake accent. Oh my god. Well, uh, if you ever need any help, I'm uh, Michael Flint. I'm a realtor. Maybe I can help you 
uh, with your property problems there. I was Michael Flint. I was and wondering he... if anyone saw the link. Owen googled Michael Flint and found someone. This is who I have to imagine sounds like um, faking. <laughs> just looking at him. Yeah, um, and he's like oh, a realtor. You work in Grand Tech area too? Oh no, uh, I'm going for the first time. Thanks to my uh, new friend here. He sort of Ooh. gestures towards uh, Thalia. I very obviously have family in Grand Tykeria, and he's accompanying yeah. me on a, a business trip. Yeah, hope oh, to course. hope to make some connections. And he uh, smiles at the both of you. Oh, so uh, what is your what is it you're trying to do? I think I'm trying to feel out um, any vibe check, vibe check, and any sweet gossip. <laughs> I want. I want some. I want some. Some hot gossip. If I check sweet gossip. Sounds good. This is going to be a consort because you're using your uh, background to leverage this conversation cool. in general. So controlled standard. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say controlled standard. I only have the one dice. And- or actually, no, I'm going to. I'm going to say controlled standard. Uh, Levi, how is it you want to uh, supplement this? It's already at the minimum amount of risk, so you can either increase the effect or give dice. Uh, increase the effect. Don't I don't have. have any dice. All right. Cool. So this is controlled great now. I only have one dice, so we're going to see how this goes. Well, it's controlled great. That's a four. That's a mixed success. Um, so you were trying to get a vibe check, feel out the <laughs> feel out the, the sweet deets and the rumors. Um, what you get from him is you're not sure about the vibe. He's not exactly shifty, but he's got that very, like, what you would know is a very sort of practiced kind of noble politeness mm-hmm. where he's very good at not like giving away what he thinks about this or that thing mm-hmm. uh like so it's kind of hard to get a bead on what his prerogatives are exactly which i'll say is like the mixed part of that it's just like you don't really get a very good vibe check but what you do find out about the sweet gossip is he would you know what he'd mention that would be he probably mentions a few things but what he mentions rel- relative to you is that um he brings up where he's staying and he does uh, give the indication that uh, Timus actually does stay in uh, one of the cars in the lofts. Ooh. Okay. Mm. That's good. So that's the, that's the gossip you get from that. And I'm going to go say, uh, we're going to call this next one. Uh, it's another new clock, which <laughs> is very fun. And we're going to call this Timus. Okay. Uh, pretty simply. And we're going to start this at a clean, uh, let's call it, this was a great, so let's call it three of eight. Nice. Eight. That's a huge clock. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Also, what you do get is that uh, you didn't have to take off your ring. Uh, Whether or not he knows he's married, he's very obviously not interested in women. Ah, okay. Ah. Okay. Wonderful. That's, that was the vibe you picked up. <laughs> That's the vibe. That is, we were doing vibe yeah, checks. You, 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 know, you notice that even while you're talking, he would he would very frequently look over at Flint instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. That sort of sure. thing. Flint, so, Flint is naturally like, completely oblivious. <laughs> yeah, and he's, uh, you don't get the sense that he is, that he is uh, trying to uh, pick up Flint either, but definitely at the least that he's evaluating him uh, while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> Sizing him up. Cool. Just like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Realtor, does that meet my standards? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, there we go. We did it. Uh, we finally came up with something to do on our turn. Sorry about all that. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what. God. Um. So all that happens. Um. Yeah. So that's the entire thing, right? Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's the entire turn. Uh, it is now the last tick of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Who's doing what? Okay, so the next big step is... Well, I would say the next big step is to, like, get the suspicious guy, lure him to our room or something, but it sounds like Thalia has something she wants to do that could preclude that. Um, um, Thalia's thing, I'm going to guess, is going to involve her being in the room. It doesn't necessarily preclude anyone else from using it, right. but she's going to be in there. Okay. Plus, then. we also now know which room Timus is staying in. We could just confront him in his room. That's a good point. That is a well, good do point. Do we know which room he's in? It's either going to be the uh, left or the right bottom row on D major. Did gotcha. we get? Did we get those exact? Like that exact one from um, him? I, I, I would say I would have to... Forgive me if this contradicts where I've said places are uh, in the first episode. Uh, it's been like two weeks since we recorded mm. that. But he would have uh, given you an indication of which room okay. it is. Okay, so we know. Uh, we'll just... I uh, think I'll say idea. it's probably the one that's closest to the elevator on the bottom side. Okay. okay. Um, so it's the, the bottom right one, probably. So I feel like Blondie would want to be a part of that but i'm not sure if he would necessarily be a part of the initiating force um but hmm so i guess hmm i guess i i like the idea of snooping around like the male place especially before like it turns to nighttime and security ramps up Mm -hmm. however we don't do we know if the guy is still in there or not uh as far as you know you I mean, mm, I would say you probably don't know. Okay. He he might be in his room. He might still be in postal. You know what? Screw it. I think that Blondie has got his fresh new look. Um, <laughs> and despite him kind of being a wanted man, um, he does have the best prowl. I'm down to do a little reconnaissance. Just pass me the, like, high security key. And I'm going to, I'm going to go up to the mailroom. Fuck it. Nice. Nice. Damn, Blondie's rude now. All right. Yeah. Uh, you take that and you go. Could he, so you're oh, going to be sorry. Could he take the? Oh, could he no. take the disguise? I mean, yeah. The, okay. the disguise is just what I'm wearing. Oh, I meant the, uh, the true oh, uniform. Say, sorry. Oh, uh, like I like I mentioned for for Flint, <laughs> it's uh, definitely theoretically not. could, but it's sized for Iron. Yeah. No, it's so not like it's work. going to not look super. <laughs> okay. I, Never mind. I'm you sure could that... have you could have Natalie escort you like we've seen before to the baggage car, um, and then go up to the postal from there. Um, what I'll say think... is, like, you don't need to because you have yeah, you I've have got... clearance cards for both, and you have an imperial clearance card, so it's not going to be like. Yeah. Assuming, as long as you're not, like, flashing your red card everywhere, you're not going to look too suspicious. Yeah, my plan is, I'm going to be sneaky. That's cool. my thing. I'm Do in it. fact, I'm in fact down to just roll prowl now before any of the fiction kicks in. Be sneaky. Just to... Yeah, sure, go for it. Okay, cool. Um, so you're going into a, uh, into an Imperial clearance car. Uh, this is going to be desperate. Okay. And it is going to be, it is going to be standard also. Desperate standard roll in 3d6. Let's go. Oh, got four. Okay, I can live. Yeah, I'll live with that. Okay. There is a, um, there is also a two in there, which <laughs> like briefly filled me with dread until I realized there were higher numbers also. <laughs> Sometimes there's higher numbers. Uh, so you go back to the baggage car. Uh, it's pretty empty. There's not really, aside from, so you go through a workshop car, like there's still people in the offices in there, including the security chief, but like no one's really... Uh, paying attention to much uh you actually get worried for a second the security chief is going to like 
like, because you're thinking, like, oh, I just ran from here earlier. They're probably, like, looking for me. But the security chief actually, like, seems distracted by something else. So doesn't even necessarily notice you walk by. Um, and you are able to go back, go into the baggage. Uh, the mess you made earlier has kind of, is still actually just sort of sitting around. Uh, the dude, uh, Eckerd's clothes are kind of, uh, just littered across the floor. <laughs> and you take the, and you put the punch key in the elevator up to the postal car. And the little light on the terminal turns green, and the elevator starts to go up. All right. So, oh boy, you it comes up to the elevator comes up to the postal car. Uh, it's pretty dark in here. Uh, you actually would get the sense there's probably not lights in this. Like, there's probably just the barest amount of light in this car because they don't really. It doesn't need to be super well lit. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of people coming through here. Um. Let me think on the four. So, desperate standard. So, what happens is, you're able to get in, and you're able to get a good lay of the place. You don't see anyone immediately, but also, like, you're in kind of this uh, hallway of shelves, basically, that are all stuffed with these sealed packages and everything. And so someone could be in here, and you just don't see them, because they could be behind a shelf somewhere. Mm -hmm. Hard to say. Um, What does happen, though, is you hear the a sort of automated security ding mm. that you would have heard, uh, you know, when you're patrolling the car at night. And uh, what you hear is the intercom in this car loudly announce, uh, scanning, card valid, and then just, there's nothing. But the problem is that this was, this was like, audible. Mm. It is known that you are up oh, here. Oh, man, okay. yeah. So, currently, at the present moment, while you're figuring out what you're going to do next, you still... Uh, nothing appears to happen immediately. You do see a big turret-like machine that has some scary-looking uh, fucking electroplasmic weaponry mm-hmm. on it. But it doesn't... Like, it. you can see it like kind of scanning, and it like just sort of passes over you uh, uneventfully, presumably having recognized uh, your card. Okay. Um, but if there was anyone else in here they know there's someone else up here with them. Gotcha. Um, then I think that Blondie is... Blondie came up here to see if anyone was up here, and I guess that's what he's going to do. I don't know if my prowl check is going to carry forward, but he's just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I wanted to get your opinion on how you're going to proceed gotcha, yeah. with that. Um, so what happens is you're going by aisle by aisle, and there's lots of packages, packages, packages. Um, you don't see anyone. The thing is, you do find someone... And it's because uh, they have a gun pointed at the back of your head as you complete your rounds. <laughs> what do you do? Um, oh, he is going, like, at the back of my head, right? So uh-huh. it's that sudden feel, like, I hear a click or whatever. Yeah. And actually, you hear uh, the, a voice that, actually, you haven't met Tima Slorola, mm-hmm. but you like this. It, it's his voice. And he's like, what is it you're doing? Or no, it was it was Gruffer. What is it you're doing up here? All right then. Um, hmm. Let's see. There are a couple of ways I could play this. Um, I'm going to do the one that comes to mind first, which is that I am going to um, just reach around and grab his wrist as hard as I can. Yes. Don't fuck this. Don't fuck this. Shot back in the head. Disarm him. <laughs> Uh, this this is going to understand. Mm-hmm. This is desperate. Great continues to be. Yes, go for it. Okay, um, pro- I am going to 
push myself here. Oh, I think this is still this is still probably Prowl, right? Maybe uh, it could be skirmish, skirmish, but it's the same. It's the same. I've got the same rating in both. Oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. What were you owing about? Um, I was briefly tempted using my special armor to push myself. But I think I'm just going to use stress. Okay. All right then. I'm going to skirmish. Open your sheet real quick. Desperate. Was it? I I apologize. Desperate great. Okay, desperate great. Bonus dice one. Let's go. There's five. a five. Thank God. Uh, okay. Wow, it's a, it's a mixed success. It's a five, on three, a three, and a two. Just to put that out there for people listening, there's oh only one success in four dice rolls. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what happens here? You spin around, grab his wrist. You feel it. Like you grab it so hard, you feel it practically crunch under your hands mm-hmm. a bit. It's, there's not a whole lot of resistance there. Uh, he does get off a shot. Mm-hmm. But luckily, it misses blowing your brains out, and instead just, like, tears open the side of your face. Oh, great. Um, so I'm going to say, first off, unless you resist, this is a level 3 harm, grievous head wound, and you would need help. You know what? I am going, yeah, I'm going to resist this. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got good prowess, um, <clears throat> okay. and, yeah, and, yeah. Give me your, give me your prowess roll. Just straight up. Okay. Uh, no position. Or oh, my oh my god! god. Holy wow. fuck. I got <laughs> what three the? sixes. I got Aww. six, five, six, six. Oh, that des- it is a yeah. It is a critical success. Meaning I so re- I get a stress the, back. <laughs> yeah, you refund one of your stresses, and this is now only a level two harm of uh, just a head wound. Okay. Um. So that happens. Um. There was a gunshot. Mm-hmm. The security system beeps, and uh, you don't hear anything else except for like a sort of alarmed beeping. Mm-hmm. But you know something is up. Okay, because the security system has registered this incredibly loud sound. Okay, so um, I think that last time just choking the guy out and dragging him out did not work out too well. Um, what I'm going to do is I've got one hand, you know, on his wrist, and I'm just going to get the other around his throat, and I am going to lean in, and I am going to say, Listen closely, you little ghoul. I know that you are not who you say you are, and perhaps more importantly, I could kill you right now if I wanted to, but... I would much rather know what the hell is going on. So, you are going to answer that question, and if anyone else shows up, you just let them know that everything's fine. Your gun went off. I don't know how you're going to explain me, but you're going to do it, because apparently you're pretty good at lying. Command Desperate Limited. Okay, I am... Um, I'm going to push myself again. I'm very glad I got that uh, stress back because that would have left me with not a lot of stuff. Also, I just, you know what, just now I did remember we do have an extra point of stress, mm-hmm. don't we? Yep. So that's good. Yes, you do. That's good to know. <laughs> so I now have... T- you theoretically could push yourself again and immediately traumatize yourself, which wouldn't be a great no. idea, but you could. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pushing myself, command, I've got the plus one. Oh. It is... Desperate, desperate limited. Desperate limited. Bonus dice. I got a four. Okay. Oof. Okay. Oh my god. 
Maybe so the limited happens... thing is that he only does one of those two things. <laughs> yeah. So what happens here is... Let me think. So mixed success on that. Um, first, I am going to say uh, the Teamus clock is now at... Uh, now at five of eight, uh, just to represent like both, both this action and the prior one. Um, what you know, so what happens is first you notice uh, as you pinned him to the ground, his uh, key card has like slid loose out of a pocket, mm -hmm. and it's like on the floor a bit away from him. Um, but what he does is he actually blows this noxious smoke in your face. Oh no! Ah, and classic. And and you can feel him pull his shattered wrist out of your grip, and then he bolts. Okay. But, he, however, this happens, and your vision's obscured for a moment, and you're able to wipe clear your eyes, so you're at kind, you're in kind of a compromised position, but you do notice his car key is still on the ground. Okay. Which means it's going to be very hard for him to leave until he gets that back. Um, well then, I am going to just pick it up, and I'm going to, like, just sort of, like wave it around Lil and like, hey, thanks for the additional bargaining chip. Um, I'm going to let myself out, and maybe when I come back, you'll have cooled off a little. Are you just going to go do that? Should I do that, Wait, or should I try I'm, to I'm negotiate worried, more? I am worried that the turret will go off if his barcode is no longer in the thing. That's a good point. That, yeah. that, that we'll just yeah. have a dead. Yeah, okay, then I'm going to like be walking towards the door and be like, hey, uh, have fun with your uh, little automated friend over here. I'm sure you have a lot of common stuff you can talk about, uh, unless you'd rather talk with me. Um, This is also going to be command desperate limited. <laughs> okay, I cannot push myself here, so if I'm rolling one die. Are, are, <clears throat> are you sure that what has happened has not influenced my positioning at all? It's command desperate standard. Okay. <laughs> Six. Yes! Oh my god! Just <laughs> when I needed it. Shit. I should have used an online dice roll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what happens here is the team is clock is now at seven of eight. Let's call oh, it. Wait, mm -hmm. I wouldn't take those First two thing. XP. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, take take them. You, they might help. Who Sorry. knows? Um, it's okay. And as you go to uh, go down the elevator, uh, you see Timus appear from behind a, a shelf, hands up, uh, not moving forward, uh, which you could probably reason is to stay outside of the line of sight of the mm -hmm. turret mm -hmm. because he no longer has a key card on him. Right. And he's like, he's like, okay, okay, what? Okay, so, uh, I've already got one of two guesses. Uh, you can just let me know if it's one of them or if it's some sort of option C. But I'm thinking that you are either, uh, one of the assassins that my... he And he, like, pauses as if, like, he realizes that something he was about to say, um, casually has more, like, connotations than he realized. That my... X used to hang out this, or you are someone who maybe knows me a little more personally. Is it one of those two? Uh, Timus just sort of uh, smiles at you widely and says, 
I don't know you. I'm just a postman. Well, we know that that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you, Ira, you're not there. I know, I know. I'm just saying it out of character. Mm -hmm. Well, hmm. So that that six didn't get me to get didn't get him to talk at all. Um, I think the what the six got you is that he is currently putting himself in a position where he is willing to talk. But the problem is, like, I think that the issue you're going to run into uh, in this case is that uh, you have to, prov- like, aside from just trapping him in here and him just having to wait, mm-hmm. you are going, if you're going to try and get him to tell you something that would be directly harmful to his agenda to tell you, oh. you're going to have to provide him with a very compelling reason to do gotcha, so. Gotcha, man. I'm really, uh, <laughs> hmm. Um... Okay. Sorry for potentially gobbling uh, you, up the no, entire, like, last no, 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 it's like, of it, this it's, podcast. It's exciting. No, oh my god, it's exciting. It, it, it's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. especially considering this isn't even what we're going to be ending on. So that's <laughs> fine. Um, so what he continues to say to you is like, Look, I don't know why it is you came up here, but you can just throw me my keycard and leave, and we'll pretend none of this ever happened. And I'll call the guard and let him know that everything's fine. Hmm. Um. Hmm. You are still obviously in a position to make whatever kind of demands you want because he cannot move past where he is without getting shot to death. Right. Uh. Um. Okay. 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 And you also realize that whatever it is his deal is, he is uh, not immediately willing to discuss it whatsoever for any reason for any thing uh it'd be really so. great if Iro was up here but also i don't so he's currently in a situation where he can like he can't he can avoid the gun but also if someone comes up they're probably going to let him out right yeah you can reason that yeah oh boy this is a really delicate situation the thing is like what i will if say I... is if it if it affects your decisions at all you are not in a position where he has you at, at at surprise or at disadvantage anymore. Right. Like, it, you are now able to engage with him in whatever way you would like to, if that's what you would want to do. Okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to leave, but you're coming with me. How about? He takes a deep breath through his nose and then just says, you'll have to come get me. Hmm. hmm. Um, and, like, for what it's worth, though it sounds very menacing, you also know this isn't really a point that you can argue, because if he walks in front of the gun turret right now, he's going to be in- instantly killed. Yeah. Um, you could hold him at gunpoint. Oh, um, hmm. Like, put, like, put your cloak over your arm and put your hand on his back, but actually you've got him at gunpoint and you can just, you know... You know what? I've got a nice alternative to that. Okay. Um, What's up? Which is that um, he's going to go... Uh, basically, I'm going... Uh, what he's going to... He's just going to smile and say, Oh, yes, uh, that sounds fine. Uh, just to let you know, I don't know uh, what you happen to have hidden up your sleeves. But um, compared to... Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Uh, okay, so I wanted to do something more like subtle than a gun. 
And so what I think, I don't know what you have yours up your sleeves, but he is, and he's going to like, sort of like flick his wrist. And it's not like it's like an Assassin's Creed folding blade or whatever, but like he just suddenly has like a knife in his hand. Um, okay. And he like does that. And then like, he basically just like does like a little magic trick flourish and it's gone. Um, <laughs> basically just to indicate, like, I have hidden, I've got hidden weapons on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I will mark a blade or two, but does that yeah. sound appropriate? Uh, yeah, sure. He does not appear to, uh, like, if, if he obviously watches what you do, but he doesn't have anything to say about it. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'm going to, I'm going to go over to him. Okay. Um, and you're going to, so you go over to him. Uh, so you're presumably standing behind him or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's what's the position you're assuming for this uh, conga line you're trying to negotiate? Um, uh, hmm. I was going to say, like, oh, just side by side, so if anyone comes up, oh, we're all just buddy-buddy, but also that does put me at a little bit of a disadvantage compared to behind him. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm just going... I'm I'm going to get behind him and just say, you lead the way, and I'm not, like... And oh, I just I like put a shoulder, put a hand on his shoulder. Okay, he starts walking to the elevator, mm-hmm. and you get to the elevator, and he's like, "You'll need to put the card in." All right, and uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, so I don't have like the card I use to get up, right? I I mean I don't have that out. I just have that like. It, yeah, it's probably in one of your pockets. Or okay, something. yeah. So uh, yeah, I I use his. Yeah, you do that, and the elevator starts to go down to the baggage. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your intent here? Um, my intent is, uh, let's see, you know what, we've got enough stuff going on at our room, and so as we go down, it's like, um, there are better places where we can talk about things. Um, how about I escort you to, uh, your quarters, um, it seems like... You know, you could maybe use a little light down, and uh, then shortly, uh, some of my friends will come, and we'll all have a little group chat. All right. Uh, so what happens is that he kind of wordlessly continues, and what I'll say is for the remainder of your action, the remainder of this tick of time, uh, you uneventfully uh, go with Timus Lorala back to his room in the lofts. And I figure... He does not, oh, yes. he does not try and signal... Uh, anything to anyone as far as you can tell yeah he just goes and i figure that as in terms of getting contact with the others we've got like three different npcs that are like on patrol routes Mm -hmm. like i might be able to like catch the eye of one of them uh does that uh yeah uh you know what uh jackie is patrolling around uh actually no lucy's patrolling around okay and she sees she sees you with the uh going she actually catches you going up the elevator to this to the lofts yeah. with uh, Timus, and she kind of like has this knowing look, and she yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's Blondie's turn taken okay. care of. What I'll say is uh, dealing with that is going to be a next turn action. Yeah, because that has taken turn take a time. So what are y'all up to before that happens? Um, I know what I'm know. doing. Um, we're okay, gonna hold cool. off probably. Do you two know what you're doing? Yeah, so yours should probably be where we wrap the episode. Okay. So I know what I'm because I have stuff in mind for that. I know what I'm doing. It's kind of like not really. I I hmm. 
as a character, Ira, uh, I want Ira to go swing by uh, Doll's workstation and give him a kiss on the head. <laughs> um, I mean, you you can just do that. Yeah, okay, time, that, really. I definitely am just like sorry, I got yeah, caught you, up in something. Yeah, you you go into the operations car. He they're happy to see you. Uh, operations car is weird. There's lots of like uh, aside from the big you know electroplasm furnace that dominates most of the car. There's like a bunch of really weird like monitors and levers and buttons and such and screens and all that and it's kind of hard to keep track of what any of it does but the people who work in here apparently have it figured out mm-hmm. yeah so anything else you're doing aside from i that? guess i like hmm. do you have any stress no i don't i'm oh, wow i am <laughs> i have clear stress this has been Ooh. a walk in the park for i <laughs> <laughs> Like, this this has been really easy so far. I think at some point, like, okay, so, like, uh, since nobody used the disguise, I might get back into the disguise, but I don't know if that takes a time of, a tick of time. No, it's just something you can do. Yes. What are you going to do with it? Uh... I need to be in the disguise, um, and I'm gonna go over to embarkment and see if my pal is there or if the thing has changed already. Uh, the, you would know that the that guard has shifted. Already. All right, the guard has shifted. He was. You talked to him in the morning, and right now it yeah, so right. it should be like the first shift. Right now you're at the tail end of the second shift, and then the third shift is going to happen. So you're probably not going to be able to. If you're trying to encounter him specifically, you'd either have to go try and find him in the bullpen. Or otherwise, uh, the wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just worried because since I didn't show up after doing that, I'm worried that that's going to lead suspicion on me or not. Um, I mean, not ne- like put it this not way. Not on Ira. <laughs> well, like put it put it this way. You gave him back his card and he doesn't have to think too much about who it is who showed up to replace his shift because they're all wearing, you know, obscuring uniforms. He probably noticed that it's not the person in the same body type, but, like, he doesn't fucking... Like, so it's probably weird mm-hmm. to him, but, like, it's not, it's not as something that's though gonna, like, there's really anything he can... or anything. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't really have anyone to pin that on, specifically. Okay. Like, your Ira is not the only person on this train with Ira's build. <laughs> okay, good. You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, hmm, well, uh, I think that, let me look at the, the moves that we can do, that this is still a day, right? Yeah, this is the last tick of day that you have. All right, I'm gonna tune, I think. Oh, cool, uh, all right. Yeah. So what you gonna think about while you're tuning? Uh, just think about Adelaide. Oh, wait, no. Okay. I think I'm going to think about the Sun Shard, because I don't think Ira is as interested in Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, I'm going to think about the Sun Shard. I might even, like... Hmm. I was about to say, I might even, like, hold the Azure Rose petal in my hand, like, while I, like, lean over the deck on the observation car. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So go ahead and roll me that. Uh, that's going to be, uh, what is it, attune controlled standard. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, my attune is, uh, I'm going to push myself. Uh, how many stress do I take to push myself? Two. Okay, thank you. So that I can roll it with a bonus dice. 
So yeah. that's controlled standard. Yep. Plus one. Whoa! Oh my God. I got a six. So you were thinking. So you're thinking about the sun shard. Mm-hmm. Let me think here. I'm trying to think what would be interesting and helpful information to give you here. Um. Hmm. I'm actually gonna like watch the sunset and think about the sun oh. shard, which is a shard of the sun. Oh, the sun's was... broken. It's it's just. Uh... I mean, yeah. it still it still moves throughout the throughout oh, okay. the yeah. it, like it moves in the way that you would expect it to. It just it doesn't just, give a whole lot of light. Just gonna look anymore. at it. No, just a, yeah. Just a so, sad circle. <laughs> yeah, a sad broken circle. <laughs> So you're thinking about it, holding the Shard of Azure Rose, uh, thinking about the Sun Shard itself, looking at the sun. Um, I'm just trying to think of what information I want to give you, before, as well as like how I want to frame it. Mm-hmm. Um, what the information... <laughs> So I think this this sort of scene that you are having, this vision that you're having, starts off with you also thinking about uh, what the Azure Rose itself told you about the Sun Shard, mm-hmm. and you have there's just this image that that you get in your mind of this sort of like very tall and slender figure, and there's this sort of similarly large but much like more bulky figure and the larger figure is like sitting like cast in shadow almost behind this giant uh behind this giant white circle and the slim the taller skinnier figure is tearing it to pieces trying to as and like leaving these like shards of glass that tumble away into the darkness and then the one that takes the bulkier figure with it falls deep and falls down deep into the oceans of the world and what you see is not it is not the sun shard cast in water but you get this sense of suffocation it is constricted it is wrapped or buried or stuffed somewhere mm-hmm. and what you get also from the six in the tune is yeah you get the sense of it being of it being within a volume a small a small sort of cage of sorts let's call it that is surrounded by many others like it Mm. okay Mm. and that's what you got cool so it might be in postal is what i'm thinking because those boxes are alike, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. You can probably at least say, say it's... You can at least probably say this is pointing you towards either postal or bag. Cool. Okay, cool. cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm excited about and that. And with that, I am just going to directly uh, tick up the Sun Shard clock to four of six. Mm. N- no, uh, no additional mm-hmm. uh, time awesome. there. Cool. All right. So... Uh, Flint, what are you doing with your dick time? Did you say dick time? 
I don't. No, I said tick of time. Okay, <laughs> my mind is elsewhere. Oh, time. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, <laughs> look, like I said, save the masks for later. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, hmm. I'm still pretty stressed. I wonder if decompressing again would be a waste. Uh, I don't know if you can decompress sequentially. You could tend to Rosalind? Yeah, no, you... uh, he's already done that today. Oh, okay. did that first thing. Oh, I think I think my last action was the punch card, but yeah, I'll do something else. Let me see. Oh, if your last action was punch card, yeah, then you totally can decompress. Uh, actually. Okay, hold on. So, uh, um, as far as other actions go, you can also tune. Uh, you can reload. There's the pilfer thing. Uh, there's just working on a project directly. If there's something you can think of that you want to try. Um. Okay. So yeah, tuning actually sounds good. I'm gonna try to. Okay. Go cool. to the, so, what are you? What are you going to be thinking about? Uh, Adelaide. Like okay. I, I, uh, like I really th- thought we would uh, like have a lead on that by now. But <clears throat> yeah. Um. Go ahead and give me your t- your tune control standard. Okay. See if good. Oh my oh, god, what the fuck? Wow, another full success. Oh boy, we're real let's, fortunate today. Let's mm-hmm. stop bothering with dice pools of two or more, because you just need one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you, so, while you're thinking about Adelaide and where she could be, you get this sense, almost. Not, not a sense so much, but an image. And it's someone that you'd recognize as being Adelaide. Like, she has the same kind of sort of scrawny frame, but, like, it's still cast in silhouette in the way that these visions kind of have been, generally. Uh, I guess because they're whispers from the dark. Question marks. Uh, but what you don't recognize about her specifically <clears throat> is that she's covered in, like, like, you would think at first, like, it's difficult to tell, you'd think at first she's, like, maybe not, like, wearing clothing, but she's, like, covered in these, like, glowing runes of sort that are just like mm. d- like mm. completely uh obfuscating like every every single feature of her body <clears throat> and she's being led in a procession of some kind uh. a figure standing behind mm. her and she looks at you <gasps> with a horror with a with a menacing oh leer God. and as you as you feel the sense of fear you that's where the vision ends mm. and the team is clock yep. now finishes yes. yay <laughs> Oh boy, oh. we did and better than we thought. If only for formal, I say, if only for formality's sake, the Adelaide located clock is now at six of seven. Okay, oh, damn. Oh my god. Da-da-ding. Oh man, we did it. <laughs> Last but not least. Hey. Thalia, hey, what are you I'm doing? I'm recharging the cage. There's a lot more happening in the last tick of this <laughs> than episode I than I was expecting. Yeah. Since <laughs> you really great. compressed it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna recharge the cage. Uh, let's just get it over with. It's it's. All yep. right, you spend one stress, which will cause you trauma, but it's okay. Go ahead and roll me your 46 first, because it might make a difference. Uh, let's see. I think that's just fortune. Roll four. My god. Yep, just fortune, 46. Five, four, four, one. There is a number in there greater than three, so you're good. Yeah, there we go. So, you have filled the mysterious clock. So, while you're sitting in the room... Stressed out of your mind, which, by the way, also because I'm going to be putting in a new move, I'm going to request that you close Valia's character sheet so I can follow Oh! Um, there we go. I have to adjust your move because the thing's happening. So, 
the first thing that happens is you're so you're sitting for a while you're meditating on the cage just focusing your energy to it um in this room it's quiet alone Eckbert's gone it's just you and Rosalind and you're sitting there and the camera kind of pans back a bit as you fall forward from your seat passed out on the ground uh water pouring out of every single hole in your face oh, no. uh, starting to pool on the bottom of the train car at, but you obviously don't notice this happening because you're somewhere else entirely. You have a start as though you've woken up from a sudden sleep. Uh, I guess for reference, for, uh, this is reference that's good for me. I don't know if it's for anyone else, but it's the feeling of having woken up from anesthesia mm-hmm. where you didn't feel yourself fall asleep, but you're feeling yourself waking oh, up. Yeah. And there's a moment of, there's a moment of confusion yeah. about where you are, what, what's happening. Under you is not the cold, hard, not the laminate flooring or whatever of your room, but it's this thing you haven't seen before. It's this green material, and it's almost in, like, little knifey shapes, almost. The the audience would recognize it very clearly as grass, but (laughs) you haven't seen it before. So, and you stand, and what you notice is that around you is, you're in this hallway of sorts, it's curved, though, so it goes forward and backward, but it kind of disappears behind itself. And the walls are maybe, like, 10, 20 feet tall. But they're not made of, like, a solid material. They're also made of the similar kind of green, knifey substance that has these these red blooms all scattered throughout it. And you look up, and there's no ceiling, but there's this giant bright light in the sky that hurts your eyes to look oh. at. And you hear a voice that's a bit different than usual, but still one that you recognize immediately. Thalia, mm. I'm glad that you could make it. Mm. And it's the Azure Rose voice. And right now you're standing alone in this strange hallway. Well, I guess I'm finally here. I kind of... I suppose I always expected it to come to this. And she just kind of like starts walking forward over the over the grass, like not really trying to escape, more so just following the hallway because it's there. Yeah, and so you're following this hallway and you're walking for a bit and it's just going on and on and on. And the Azure Rose's voice has been quiet for a bit and then he it chimes back up. Not, again, like, familiar enough that you recognize it, but it lacks the kind of menacing aura that comes through it as it speaks through the rose itself. Mm -hmm. It says, where you are, where you are right now, this is the beginning. Mm -hmm. Not the first moment, but the most important. Before your world and the one before that, before the world you see in front of you now, there was darkness and nothing else. And then, from nowhere, there was light. It poured through that gateway the your kind call the sun. And it burned away the darkness, the nothingness. And in the hole it burned, it left somethingness. And as he says this, there's this noise that starts to fill your ears. It's this uh, droning, almost. A very quiet buzz at first, but with each step, it gets closer and louder. 
coming from behind you. Um, Thalia takes in a breath and then just turns to face it. Flying towards you and then seemingly without noticing you past you is this strange figure. It's this humanoid shape almost uh, with that seems to be made of like an unglazed gray ceramic with these lacquered joints. And it has this vest of sorts on almost that the same kind of leafy material as the walls and these extra arms coming out of the, its torso that end in these uh, shears. And most strikingly uh, of this strange uh, ceramic figure is this giant golden ring that's punctured through its head mm. and it's buzzing translucent wings. And it flies past you and doesn't even notice you. From, and you hear Vajra's voice again, from that mass of indistinct somethingness emerged the first intellect, the curator. And it sought to make something, a shape out of the chaos, the somethingness that was there. And so it made a ball. And on that ball there was a labyrinth, a rose garden. No beginning, nor end, nor middle, only an interminable line. And the curator thought it would be best if the roses could grow, die, and be born again. So it created servitors, like that one that just passed you, tend to the roses. And you hear the, the buzzing like, as it gets farther away from you. It suddenly stops some distance ahead of you. It's hovering in place now. But you can't quite see it. You'd have to actually go, right. you know, approach yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, Thalia does. She walks toward it and says, What is the purpose of bringing me here? What is the purpose of my being here? I just want to show you how this all started. And you, as you approach the sort of servitor that's flown past you, you see it's, like, focusing on a specific spot on the wall. And on that specific spot in the wall, amongst the many leaves and the red roses, is a single blue rosebud. Hmm. The curator, you see, had not anticipated that its creation might change shape without its consent. This, this servitor, this one right here, was fascinated by this new growth. The knowledge of difference had stirred within it the sparks of intelligence as well. And it called the curator to witness this new beauty. And around you, the scene kind of fades away and like almost bleeds away as though like water being poured on a fresh painting almost. And suddenly everything around you is dark right. and cold. The curator was outraged. This single blue rose changed the shape of his greatest work. There was a center now, a focus, a most important part upon which the roses of the garden exalted. It demanded its servitor to destroy this new growth, and the servitor refused, argued about the beauty of this new bloom. But it only outraged the curator further. This bloom was causing even its mindless servants to change. So, it destroyed. It assailed the servitor, shattered its collar crown, tore its wings, pulled out its shears, and... Though the servitor fought back, it was weak and succumbed. And the curator took this strange servitor and plucked that blue rose from the wall 
and cast both out into the howling darkness that bordered the reality it had made. That is the first, the last, and the only fatal error in creation. Those two somethings cast into nothing. They became something all their own, took shape without the oversight of the curator free of its will. They became me. Hmm. And a figure appears before you. Uh, this a garden seemingly springing up around it. These field these fields of grass, but in a darkened sky, closer to something that you recognize, the starlight of the ocean uh, shining at its back. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Thor Holmquist, and Trashy May. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, Simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.